we shouldn't feel forced to be around anybody or put ourselves in front of any type of situation that doesn't bring us happiness or make us feel good about who we are or where we're going or where we could go. Hi, we are Colleen and Colleen, and we have made it our mission to spread kindness and make everyone feel like they belong. So each week we will share real life stories, motivating insights, and helpful tips that will inspire you to live a kinder, happier life. We believe that together we can make the world a much better place. Are you in? I'm in. Let's do this. Welcome to the You Fit Here podcast. Good morning. Dear loyal patrons of every kind, I mean, of you fit here, hi. Or afternoon, or evening, if you are a slumber listener to podcasts. Welcome to you fit here. I'm CS. And I'm CB. <laughs> I had to think about it for a hot <laughs> sec there. How's everybody doing? Nobody, nobody, Great. nobody <laughs> took the time to answer my question. <laughs> Anybody? What's that guy Bueller. who's like Bueller? Bueller. Such a classic. Such a classic movie. Oh, Lordy B. Um, yes, welcome to You Fit Here. If this is your first time, hi. If this is your millionth, well, it can't be your millionth. Well, unless you re-listen over and over and over again. But if this is your like 80th sometime, what number 84. are we on? Four. Then welcome back. I think. Dang. I'm so I proud know. of us. Who'd have thunk it? Not we just have so much to talk about. I mean, I would have thunk oh, it. Oh, but... guess what? My email just came to record. So, uh, sorry. Oh, so technology is not always our friend. So when the world turns into all like artificial intelligence taking away jobs, and then we all wonder why things go wrong. Because you can't <laughs> fully rely on technology. Oh, speaking of, okay, so we like to start our episodes with good news, and there's this movie, I think it was Netflix, right, called The Mitchells versus The Machines? Yeah, the yeah. Mitchells, right? Okay, so I put it on with my kids, and I didn't know what to expect, but oh my gosh, it was so weirdly funny that like I was bursting out laughing, and my kids were like, that's the funniest movie. We have to watch it again. Like they want to watch it again the next day. And it was so weird, but like awesome at the same time. So movie recommendation, it's kid friendly and it's about like robots and like our intelligence taking over the world. And this family who's like of so-called weirdos, but they're really awesome saving the world. And it is so yeah, funny. I, made the mistake of calling it trippy because that's what it was. It was. um, I have kids old enough to know what that means. So Ryan was telling someone, it's like a really trippy movie. And Danny was like, see what you did? (laughs) Well, it just made, I mean, it it was. Well, it doesn't have to have that reference. It's trippy is trippy. It is. And awesome and hilarious and creative and unlike any other movie ever. Yeah. And subtle. Like, for a kid's movie, it was, like, James Bond, like, crazy action or, like, Mission Impossible in a cartoon with tons of, like, subtle humor. Highly recommend. Five stars. It was so funny. Yeah. Five stars. That's my good news. What's your good news? Um, 
Well, hmm. Uh, everybody's taking a night off from their designated uh, obligations because uh, Connor is dressing for varsity in the city championship for baseball. We're going to go to Victory awesome. Field in Indianapolis to watch him hopefully run. He's really fast. So, um, but I hope it, I hope the weather holds out. But that is good because he's actually been working really hard at baseball. And that, um, you know, when your kids work hard for things, especially if they don't always work hard in general, it is exciting. I just got another email from Zen Gazdar. Okay, anyways. Um, yeah, that's my good news. I'm proud of him. I really am really proud of him right now, so. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much. So, also, today's topic so is a good one, and it's good news because even though it, it's a little, little bit hard, what we're going to talk about sometimes, the filtering of toxic mm-hmm. people in our lives, it is, it's definitely something that should be pondered and that we probably don't give enough attention and time to. So now's our chance to sort of, well, obviously we, we talk about things that are important to us. And we recently threw some, this, this saying on some um, apparel and have barely stripped ourselves from said apparel, but it really is about the message, which is why we're dedicating a whole episode to it. So enough rambling from me yes sorry for typing I just thought of something as oh when you were speaking and I was like oh we have to yeah. know about that so because yeah this launch was awesome and you guys loved it a because it's the most cotton candiest tie-dye sweatsuit slash tank top you've ever seen in your life and hands down the comfiest I think I wore the entire sweatsuit for like 36 hours straight before I changed and then I put it back on (laughs) after I changed again and there's just so many things about this yeah they're awesome did you notice the length two big pockets plus a butt pocket plus like awesome drawstrings that aren't just like crummy and falling apart and like the waist is so nice they sit above your hips which is so nice yeah without making you wear floodwaters and for taller folk it, it's that's oh, a big I, deal I would not know it turns out I'm actually shorter than I even <laughs> thought so uh, uh well I thought I was 5'5 five five, but I'm not <laughs> I'm uh-huh what are you 5'4 maybe I'm shrinking but I don't know anyway I feel like you're stretching more you should be elongated or maybe I'm evening okay, out so. maybe my body's evening out because one of my legs was longer I don't know anyway um yeah okay okay so okay so pep up pep up this is how I feel you guys I had like the worst week ever and CS wrote the most beautiful caption my angel princess baby Kingston passed away this past week and I was wearing my Keep Kind Company sweatshirt with her. And I was just like, she's the kindest company literally ever and the best dog human ever. And I mean, you guys, if you haven't lost a pet who's like your first baby, that's a whole nother level of effed up and sad. <laughs> it's like, 
just horrific. And I feel like I've been avoiding doing certain things. Like this sounds crazy, <laughs> like turning on the shower because, and I swear I've showered, but I would turn on the shower and she would literally come running from wherever she was to try to hop in the shower <laughs> with me. And I'm like, I don't want to do any of these things, which really sound like I'm in a deep, dark depression that I don't want to shower. <laughs> but it's not why it's because she would shower with me. She would. <laughs> and it's just the saddest thing ever. Um, but pets, we talked about this in Emily's episode are literally just like a lifesaver. I mean, they're a lot of work, obviously, So don't just go get a pet if you're not willing to treat it like a full-blown child in your life because that's unfair to them and to you. Um, But if you are, God, it's just the best relationship you can have and the kindest company. So I think I'm going to at some point, I don't know, I have to have some form of like commune for all of these animals. (laughs) That would make me happy. I would not be surprised if that actually became a real (laughs) occurrence I know oh my god you guys I mean I also don't know how I can ever have a dog again no because be. no dog it's so freaking yeah. sad but I know we will someday and my kids are like mom that won't replace sissy it'll just be a different and I'm like what book did you read to coach me through this because they're just so sweet but yeah anyways Needed to speak on it before I cry. So I'm just going to get it out of the way. So go get a dog, everyone. Go rescue a dog. Just kidding. But also not. She's not. She's not kidding at all. Uh, Yeah. It was like a very contagious gloom. I can't. I'm actually, uh, I don't know. It just makes you think about how crazy and messed up life can be sometimes. And um Anyway, I was actually, Delia, your friend, sent me a message and she was talking about her dog and all this stuff. And um, we were talking about why is it so unfair that dogs who are unconditional and just the best form of like happiness and pure and like want to make you feel better and take care of you that they can't live as long as humans who treat each other like right. crap. <laughs> like, come on, give us the dogs to live forever. Like, it's not an even trade. Uh, no, it's not. It's just not. It's okay. not. But I'm sure there are all these life lessons in pet ownership, and that's why I don't trust people who don't like dogs. Well, that's a good point. Um, I think when you go into it and when you get a dog, you know, like, it it doesn't seem like it'll happen that quickly, but then time flies, but you wouldn't have traded it for the world. I mean, the no. amount of suffering and grief, even though it, it sucks, it's worth it because of the time you got with her. At least that's what my okay. husband's like, it sounds messed up, but I feel like dogs passing is worse than like some humans, you know, and I'm like, it does sound messed up, but it's, they're with you every second of like your life, basically, unless you're out and about, but still they're like with you for everything. And it's so unconditional and they're not, you know, popping in and out of your life. And then it just makes you think about like the company you do keep. And if your pet is that 
strong of a bond to you, then why are you wasting your time with people in your life that maybe aren't filling that unconditional loving place? That makes sense. It, it makes. Also, I was trying to transition us onto our topic, which was a really good transition. But I just have to tell you this funny story. Daniela is our sitter, and she has a very small dog. His name is Troom, like six-pound tiny dog. And they repaired their fence so that he could finally be free in the yard. And last night, he escaped. And for two hours, they were looking for him. And she was so upset because she was so upset that Kingston died and all this stuff. And she's like, I've spent however long crying over Kingston a week, and now... My dog tries to escape from me. Like, he takes his first chance to leave me. And they found him at the police station. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I guess he ran to, like, a nearby lake. And these little girls or girls found him and brought him home. And so the mom took him to the police station. And so Daniela's husband called the police station. And they're like, yeah, we've got him. He's here. And he was like, oh, my God. So now she's like, he has a criminal record. He's he's, he's on, on the run at the police station. And she's like, I pet him and I feed him and I give him a loving home. And the first thing he does is try to leave The me. first chance he gets to break out. Oh, my gosh. That's really – I didn't know that's what you did with a dog you found. So that's kind of good to know. Neither did I. But I was like, it's smart because if he hadn't called – because he was in the yard, so he didn't have any of his, like, tags or information. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that would be really hard. The The new caller that I got for Rachel, that Martingale caller, after that interview with Carrie, um, who rescues dogs or, you know, whatever, saves them. I forget. the Yeah. Helps she helps them. find yeah. lost dogs. Uh, it, it's on the buckle. Her information's on the buckle. So that is helpful because the tags always fall off and stuff. And I really, 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 really like, and it's really pretty and colorful anyway. Yeah. And some people don't want to get close enough to a dog because they don't know if they're nice or not, or if they can't get close enough to like find the number where those collars where it's bigger, you have a shot of like finding a number without having to be holding the dog right in your face. Yeah. I always said that about Kingston because she was a Rottweiler and I was like, if she ever gets lost, like people aren't going to be like, oh, come here, little girl, (laughs) to like go after her because she had a big bark, but she was like the sweetest angel ever. But I was saying that I was like, you can never get lost because people might not try to save you because you're scary looking in the sweetest possible way. That that stereotype did not hold true. Great example of why we should not um, believe all the stereotypes that are out there in the world. And there are a lot. Totally. It's all how you raise them and train them. And God almighty. Okay. So I'm not going to continue on so I don't get upset. But um, so kind company. Can we all take a cue from our loyal pets? Um, So this launch was great and we fully believe in the message behind it because if we are living our lives and not evaluating what our surroundings are every once in a while to realize like what's good and what's bad and what's indifferent, then we might be stuck in some 
relationships or areas or things in our life that aren't serving us well. And then kind of stuck in like a misery loves company thing. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do um, to evaluate the people in your life and then come to the conclusion that maybe there is a person or there are people who don't serve you in the way that lifts you up or inspires you or makes you want to be better. Um, And so we both understand that that is a really hard task, but life is short. I mean, it's, it seems like some days are really long, but overall life is really short and we should, we shouldn't feel forced to be around anybody or put ourselves in front of any type of situation that doesn't bring us happiness or make us feel good about who we are or where we're going or where we could go. Uh, that was, all, I said a lot of yeah. things. I liked it though. You, Colleen did a fun reel on our social media, which you guys, social media is just a freaking beast sometimes because it's like, you're doing one thing and then it's like, oh, posts just aren't cutting it anymore. Now you have to do IG Live. Then you have to do Reels. Then you have to do this. And then you have to do TikTok. And then you have to do this. And it's like, can we just pick a freaking platform <laughs> and not, I mean, I get it, but gosh, sometimes I feel like I'm an old lady and I'm trying to keep up with all these new things and I'm realizing I am. <laughs> it's just when you get like a system. And you have it all figured out and, and it, it all changes. changes. But obviously that's life. And I think we have probably like 10 episodes dedicated to that. But that's true. But anyways, her reel, she said, we have good news and bad news. The bad news is that you can't always change the people around you. But the good news is that you can always change the people around you. And it was so cute and so good. And I feel like it's so true that you might be fighting an uphill battle of trying to change someone, which we know you can't change anybody. You can change yourself and inspire people to change on their own, but you can't force anybody to change. But there comes a point when you realize like, do I need to actually change the people I have around me in my life? Because is this an uphill battle that's like a never ending staircase or something I don't know and we like to say take the stairs but at what point is that just suffering yeah it kind of it kind of makes me have like a pit in my stomach to think about for instance um if if you have a a friend or a person in your life who's been in your life for a really long time and at one point in time for some reason or another they were great and brought out the best in you and you brought out the best in them but things change and people change And so then kind of learning that, well, I don't think we're really headed in the same direction and then possibly trying to inspire them to, to, to want to be different, but then probably most likely having to have a really hard conversation with them, with the whole clear is kind in mind and just, but like that, I know that's a lot easier said than done, but that's kind of where we're headed with this ultimately. Well, yeah. Cause it's like, if you're doing kind of an inventory and I think we've talked about this a long time ago, but it's like, if you think about the people in your life and you know, all those things say like you are a reflection of like the five main people in your life. Yeah. Or something, something like that. the five main things you consume, something like that. 
So if you're thinking about that and then you do an inventory of those main people in your life and think like, why do I love this person in my life? Like what value do they bring? What value do I bring them? Like what's our relationship like? And if you're finding that some of those relationships are like, oh, we just talk trash about people together. Well, okay, that might be fun for a minute and then you feel awful. And then like what substance is under that? Is there any... And does it leave you feeling gross at the end of the day where you feel like you have to revert into that person in order to have that relationship? Or are you able to build going forward? And I think one of the things is when you said like you might have a really old friend, like, so we meet people in all these different phases of our life. And so in college, maybe you had like a going out friend and that was just your thing. And you never really dove deeper than that because it was college and you just wanted to go out and have fun. And that doesn't mean that that relationship can't evolve into an awesome relationship in your future. But it's like, are you getting stuck thinking like that's all that was right. instead of like trying to grow it? Because I think most relationships are probably worth growing and fighting for if you had something like a solid foundation to begin with, even if it was different. It's even like, your marriage or significant others. Like when I met my husband, I was 21 and a freaking baby. And I'm totally, I mean, I'm the same, but I'm a lot different. And I would keep saying like, I'm glad I'm different. Like I should be changing and growing and improving as I get older. And if I'm not like, I wouldn't want to be around me that much either. Right. Probably <laughs> if I'm like a not evolving at all. So anyways, I think my point is, that so many are worth working on, you just get stuck in where you started with some relationships. And then if we don't take like the actual steps to like grow that relationship and make it what it could be in the new version of our life, then don't get stuck just reverting to that old version of yourself to appease that relationship. Does that make sense? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, childhood things too like with parents or aunts and uncles or whatever like if you were just known as the person who came and made everyone laugh or whatever and like then when you get in that situation again as an adult it's so clear how people revert to that version of themselves like well I have to be the funny one or I have to be the quiet one or I because this is how I was for all these years of my life and I was talking to my acupuncturist about this, about how she's like, I get around my mom and I instantly revert back to like my childhood self to like appease her. And it's not even who I am. And I don't like doing that. And I was like, it's so true. Like, but you have to be aware of that you're doing that, I guess, in order to change yeah, that's it. That's very true. And not a lot of people want and to. And I feel like people would like the new evolved version of yourself if you are willing to like do the inventory and like the realization of it to be like, let me introduce you to the new changed version of myself because it's very different than maybe the childhood or college age or teenage age version that you once knew. Hopefully. That's, right. that's the goal. Yeah. I'm... But that's also not to say that there are relationships that just – Maybe were a thing in the past. Suck the life right? out of you. Yeah. And why keep throwing yourself into a situation that 
whether it's toxic or draining or just doesn't bring any good value to your life, you don't have to keep right. doing it. Or maybe that. it brings a, like 90% good, but there are certain things that either make you uncomfortable or make you feel like you, like one misstep and that relationship mm-hmm. will collapse. Like you feel like you just have to be like on your mm-hmm. A game like you just said. Um I think it's a, a choice that you have to make to either not let certain things bother you if it's worth it and if that person brings more value than not. But ultimately, nobody wants to worry about making a misstep or changing the things they do or believe in or enjoy just because someone else thinks that's the only way to do it. Um, we all we all deserve a chance to grow and change because that's sometimes where the big accomplishments and achievements and things that start with a, that are synonyms of those things um, are and can be obtained. Yeah. So, and I think also like the stage of your life is a big thing with relationships because it'll be like, if you're having babies and your friends still going out, like situationally, you're not going to probably hang out that much or be in the same mindset and it's okay to have a relationship with someone who like kind of gets on the back burner you're still maintaining it but you're not like fighting for this thing that just realistically isn't going to happen right now and then come back to that relationship when you feel like you're in a better place to do so I talked about that a lot in college like situationally it was so easy because you lived with your friends or you you know, hung out with them all the time. And then when you all move different areas of the world or the country and you have that pressure to have that same dynamic, it's like, it's just not possible until you kind of like get settled in your job or relationship or babies or whatever it is. And then have like the time to breathe again. Like, oh my God, my kids are older or whatever. I have this time again in my life to put towards that. And I think that's okay. And the more we put pressure on each other to do that, the worse off it becomes. Does that make any sense? I have a like best friend who we were very close in college. And then I wouldn't really call it a falling out. We just kind of like fizzled from each other's lives and weren't at each other's weddings. And then once we had babies, we reunited and our relationship is like the best ever. I talk to her every single day, but we often say like, we think if we wrote it out all the way through our marriages and stuff, like we wouldn't have as good of a relationship as we do now because we like needed that pause to get our lives how we needed them and then came back together. And now we have like the best friendship in the world. And I'm like, isn't that wild that both of us are like, no, we weren't even at each other's weddings. Like we weren't a part of that phase of our life, but that's how it needed to be to bring us back together now. Wow. It's so crazy. crazy. Yeah. So it's like, don't lose hope on things, but like, it's also okay to go through phases of your life and figure yourself out because that's all we are trying to do, I guess, you know? Well, well, I, 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 you're like now. I, I think of two who it might be, but I don't. I didn't think we were gonna go there. I was just gonna ask you later. No, it doesn't. Oh, can't wait. 
I was going to say either Katie yeah. Holes or Catlie. Oh, well, I didn't meet Katie Holes until I met Scott. Wow. That's crazy. Her husband was Jay. Her husband was Scott's okay, friend right, growing right, up. Okay. So we met. Well, those are just Scott. the two that come to my mind. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. No, so anyway. Yeah. So girls, if you're listening to this, I love you. I, I love you too, by the way. <laughs> I really do. I like, I mean, like I really enjoy your company when I ever get to see you again in this yeah. apocalyptic world that we reside in. Oh um, but also the same goes for maybe, maybe we're, maybe I'm not for everybody. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm definitely not. Yeah. You're the worst. Um, but we can't really take that personally. And I think if we do, then maybe it's time to assess, okay, well, what am I doing that's rubbing people the wrong way or how, and, and if there's nothing that you're willing to change or, or nothing that you like can think of about yourself that needs changing, then you're going to have to just hang out with yourself and, and wait until you're, I guess, um, have overcome the stubborn side that often accompanies most humans. I would probably, mm-hmm. nobody wants to be like, the miserable person in a friendship or a relationship, but everybody goes through hard times. And so we can't count out the possibility that some people aren't in our lives, not because that was our choice, but because it was their choice and that's okay. It's not really our business. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what they think of us. I've heard that said. So as long as we're being good people, yeah, I think it's like a balance. Cause it's like, if you are trying your best, but the same thing, like <clears throat> if you're wondering why all these things are fizzling around you, like, yeah, take the inventory yeah. on yourself. Like, how am I living my life? Am I finding happiness for other people or am I, you know, resentful of other people or am I, I don't know, just you could think of a million things, but like, how am I handling the people around me and do I need to work on myself and my joy and happiness first and work on the relationship with myself. And I think that's a big thing is sometimes our relationships with ourselves, I mean, they should be the most important thing. We've talked about this a lot about loving yourself, but like truly, really, do you like being alone by yourself and thinking your own thoughts? And I think most people don't because we have so many good distractions in life <laughs> to make us not have to do that. But it's like, when we do, can we even stomach ourselves? And maybe that's a really good practice to like, just be with ourselves and see how good our own yeah. company is. Yeah. I was, uh, and then you'll hate it. So then you'll go get a dog. Like I told you, to. you'll obey. <laughs> The orders of... And then have the best company in the yeah, world. You Yes, it's true. Um, I was a little bit snarky with my husband this weekend. He had that second mm-hmm. COVID shot that essentially killed him. I mean, he was just down for... He says 36 hours. It was, it to me... Uh, my my best friend heard my mom say to him at one of the soccer games on Saturday morning, glad to have you back. I mean, glad you're better, but also, Doug, you missed a lot. And 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 I said, Oh gosh, my mom has literally no filter, and that is a concern. But also it 
when one of us is is down or gone, you have to call in reinforcements. And that's why I've gotten so good at asking for help. But I was snarky with him to the point that I couldn't stomach myself because I knew, I knew I was being a total brat once he like felt better. And he was like, just for the record, if I treated you this way, you would probably Mm -hmm. go to Baskin Robbins and then sit in your car for hours and not come home. I was like, yeah, you're probably right. Right. Probably exactly because they have moms making cookies right now was his reference point. But anyway, um, so I had to clean, I had to clean, clean myself up and remember that it's not his fault that God made his immune system so terribly weak and feeble and fragile and uh, it's not his fault at all. And maybe he needed that break, you know, so. I had to snap out of that real fast. Yeah. I mean, he does not mind calling me on my stuff, which is good. It's good for me. Yeah, totally. And I don't want to be a bee. Oh, no. I get it. I don't. I know. <laughs> That's like my brother-in-law was getting his vasectomy. This was a while ago. And I probably shouldn't air people's medical histories on the mm-hmm. podcast, but it's fine. I'm not telling you which brother-in-law it was. Um, and... Well, now I can't say my sister. <laughs> you blew it. It's fine. My sister my was like, wife. oh, I heard so and <laughs> I heard so and such's husband got it. And he literally went whatever the next day. And he's like, are you just trying to tell me all of this so that when I feel horrible, I just like power through it. So like, I can't take a rest day or a day off. And she's like, maybe. <laughs> She's like, I'm not going to tell you that it was horrible for so and such, because then you're going to milk right. it even more than right. you down should. For the count. So, down, yeah. There are just some people who are down for the count and it, it it's, you know, it yeah. is what it is. I'm knocking on all the wood. I sent him a good Amazon care package of all like funny things about balls and stuff. So, and nuts. <laughs> well, I hope that was well received and put to good use. Yeah. I mean, but who's sending a woman a care package when she gets her tubes or tied? Has her period every month. Dude, what the that's hell? that's painful. Now that I'm thinking about this. It doesn't matter. It's besides the point. It does. It, it matters. <laughs> I'm being snarky now. I'm going to get my tubes tied just to prove that no one sends me. There you go. There you go. That's a good idea. Are we the kind of company that we want to be? Am I being kind of company and giving gifts, not just to want to receive No, but really. We actually really do care about this. um, Or we we wouldn't be talking about it. I think this also goes for Mm -hmm. social media and who you choose to listen to, books, podcast, TV, what are you consuming? And are these relationships now, even though you might not be in a mutual relationship, you have a relationship with this person that's feeding you information or content or whatever. And is that relationship healthy for you? Like, does it leave you making you feel less than or unsure of yourself or I don't know? you know, all toxic and riled up? Like, what are you consuming in your life to, is that healthy for you? I mean, hopefully we are, but there's plenty of things that you can be consuming that are not healthy and good for yourself. And that's basically the news. 
that's how I get my news. No, some people love it, but like I can't, and I know I can't, and I can't read certain things. And obviously I stay educated, but I'm not going to just sit and read people's argumentative things because it's just, it's a rabbit hole too. It just riles me up and it raises my blood pressure. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm taking years off my life for, to look at people arguing for no reason because their arguments don't affect my life at all. Really? So why am I doing it? And that's like other people on social media. If someone's, you're looking at their life and thinking like, I wish I had that. I wish I did that. I wish I was that person. Like that's not healthy for you either. You need to set boundaries and, you know, follow and be around the people who make you feel good and inspire you in a good way, not in like a negative self-loathing way. And social media can definitely take a toll and and do, and put you Big through toll. a lot of self-doubt and uh, wishing and hoping and praying and trying and, it, you know, some of us we're doing our best behind the scenes and that's good enough. That's good enough. You know, what's crazy is I feel like our generation had like your biggest thing of comparison was obviously each other, like at school or whatever. And we've talked about this ladies. We don't need to, we need to grow up knowing we have each other's backs, not comparing, but our biggest thing was like the magazine section at the store. Like, buying a magazine and then reading about these people. But now it's like the second a kid functions in the morning, they are looking at people to compare themselves to. And like my mom wouldn't spend money on magazines (laughs) for the most part. So that was limited. And then it was like TV stars. So who cares? It's not really that relatable. But now it's like kids are comparing themselves to everybody at all times on social media. And it's just, crazy it is crazy and we could talk about that for a long long i i i and on the mitchells versus the machines she's talking about finding her people like she finally found her people and at first she was talking about these people at art school who were like weirdos like her and she's like i found my people and i was like and then it gets deeper and so much sweeter but I was like, it's so true because if you feel like you can't ever find the people who make you feel like you, I guess is the point. Like who make you feel not afraid to be yeah. you. And those relationships unfold. I, I remember after graduated from college, I was so nervous. Like I'm never going to make any friends. And like, I mean, I just miss every other stage of my life. And, you know, you just keep moving on and on. And my mom would say, you, you, you will through your jobs and through whomever you marry. And, um, when your kids are in school someday and those relationships really do come to fruition. I mean, our relationship is a perfect example of that. Thank, thank goodness Mm -hmm. for, for, um, chance online meetings in Etsy conversations, but, uh, they, I find it that they kind of naturally, happen. And so it's not really something that anybody should stress out about, but we have to bring our best selves to the table all the time because you just never know who you're going to meet and how you might affect them or impact them. And um, there's always a chance Mm -hmm. to do that. So if we're in the right state of mind and not on, not our time of the month, we feel capable. (laughs) Uh, 
you know, then bravo. Do you want to know something funny in TMI? Yeah. I had to door dash feminine products to dance the other night when I was teaching. <laughs> because as if I'm not a 34-year-old grown-ass woman who should know when these things happen, I'm like, oh, on a whim. Oh, shoot. Shucks. <laughs> None of my teenagers could help me out. And even if they could, it probably still wouldn't help me out. And... Yeah, I did. Thank God. I didn't know. <laughs> and I was wearing our Keep Kind Company um, cotton candy sweatpants that are kind of base tone white. So I was like, this is not no, great No, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I didn't know DoorDash offered. But yeah, DoorDash goes to CVS oh, or Walmart. That's really good to know. Because you just never know. I know. I also got this a This is of where the technology the is very helpful and handy. Yeah. I mean, and there are a lot of good things about technology, obviously, but. Um, I really hope all the men listening to this love this. But the other thing is, guys should hear about this because this is like something that they should have to encounter at some point in their life, whether it's like their mom or their sister or their significant other or their friend's significant other or something like this is just a part of growing humans in the future and making the world go round. So like, I'm not sorry that I talked about my theory. (laughs) Taking the taboo out of taboo. Okay. Back to what you were saying. Which. Bringing our best selves to the table. So we may be evaluating other people and their value and like goodness in our lives, but what are you doing to keep kind company? Yeah. For yourself. So you need to be kind company. You can, regulate like an off-tempered conversation for instance let's say there's like a conversation where people are being mean or talking bad about that person not saying anything is better than saying something mean but even just taking a stand and being like so actually it makes me feel like total garbage to go down this path so therefore I vote we change the topic and this is what I vote we change the topic to. I mean, you can say it however you want to say it. But there are plenty of ways that we can infiltrate kindness and, you know, encourage other people to go, oh, so that's not the only way to have a conversation is to be mean. Oh, and look, that mm-hmm. was fun. Oh, and now we decided we're all going to go yeah. go to Baskin Robbins and get mom's making cookies to celebrate our kindness. Yeah, and now maybe when we take – like the garbage off the surface level, I actually got to know you so much deeper and so much better than I ever did before. And like, look at this relationship that can flourish because we took all the surface level nonsense. Right. That doesn't mean... It's like skim the water of the garbage on the top and then get to the good stuff. And sometimes the good stuff is going to seem like more garbage, but we have to have even layers. (laughs) I I only say that because... um, you know, we ha- we all have families, uh, loved ones, things to complain about, you know, funny stories about our in-laws, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. I'm not actually thinking of any personal stories. I just am trying to think of like, what do my friends talk about? That's like a common thread. Um, yeah. But, and, that, and that's okay. And, and we can talk about and we can listen, but we have to weave our genuine self in into these conversations because we have to make the world a better place. And that's one way to do it. It's just by the people that you're with all the time or want to be with, even if it's just on a text thread. 
Yeah. And if you are bringing your best self to the table, then in your relationships, you need to be honest. Like Colleen and I talk about clear is kind. And sometimes that sucks to do. But if you're not, then what's the point? So like, are you honest with your friendships or relationships in your life? Are you reliable? Are you empathetic and listen? Do you show their value in your life? Like tell them how you feel and whatever. Like you have to prioritize the relationships to get people to prioritize the relationships back. And some relationships, they're all different. Like some could be like a funny meme text thread. And that is like, your thing and then some could be a phone call every day and some could be hanging out every year and you pick up where you left off like every relationship is totally different so I don't think there's one way to do it but I think making sure that you show that effort and that that is important to you in that own way even if it's like been on a hiatus or you haven't been doing a good job like then check back in and be like dang I really need to put in some effort here today and and that, you know, tell my that friends. That could be at home too. They mean so much to me. Or tell them that they're a big loser because you guys are sarcastic. However you rule. <laughs> However your relationship then works. that's fine. But it obviously all starts at home. And there are busy times of the year. Mm-hmm. And some, some times of the year are busier than other times of the year for different people. So it's not always busy for everyone. But, but we have yeah. to be considerate of that. And, um, but and I'm just honest and be like my life is freaking insane right now and I can't prioritize certain things that I would want to I think when we're just honest about stuff like if you would have been honest with Doug like you going down for the count makes me feel like you're weak and frail <laughs> no I mean I I, I like, think I said what pretty really much that what I much. said but like when you are just honest and upfront with people and it's like I know I haven't had time to put an effort into our relationship or like my husband says I he'll say things and maybe I mentally respond but I don't verbally respond and he's right but then I get really defensive instead of being like okay let me yell it so you hear my response but I'm being honest with myself he's right like I haven't and the key has every right to get annoyed with me because I just like mentally respond and he just thinks he's talking to a brick wall. So, but also I told him my head's in a bad place because I'm just sad, like, and that's okay. And I'm just not thinking about these certain things when you want to think about them and being honest, then he was like, I'm sad too. And whatever. It's just so much better when we go into it very clear and honest about Yeah, even if we think that our kids or our family members won't understand it, it's better than to fly off the handle or the rails or whatever is the terminology that um, is to say, you know, listen, this is what I'm going through. And I know you can probably feel the stress Mm -hmm. and the tension of it, but you're just carted around and dropped off and picked up. And so this is what I'm going through. And just like taking the time, I had to call my husband out yesterday because I had to miss someone's, Ryan, he's nine. I had to miss two soccer, two of his soccer games on Saturday to bear witness to Connor's great achievements at baseball. 
And then I had to miss his lacrosse games on Sunday to take Shannon to a birthday party. And Ryan was very upset because we do stretch ourselves too thin and try to make every single game. And I, I had to get down on my knees and look him in the eye and say, Ryan, I would do anything to duplicate myself, but I can't. And she, even though it's not a sporting event, this little thing that Shannon has, she never has this. She never has, you know, you get yeah. these things all the time. And it was really good for us to talk about that. And I feel like I really wanted to just be like, are you kidding me, Ryan? Look around. Like, right. look. but I really yeah. tried. Also, I was coming off that reminder that I was extra salty. So I try to be nice. But if my inclination is to be crazy, then that means I, I do need to pay more attention to how I'm treating my yes. most favorite. Why? And like what's really the trigger that's making all this boil yeah. up in you. Yeah. So it's really true. My kids were very, I was very open and honest about Kingston and stuff. And, but my husband and I both grew up in probably situations where like, and I think most people our age, like parents didn't like say, come say goodbye and come like the dog is dying. Just so you know, we're going to grieve and whatever. It was more like, Oh, she went to heaven. Move on because you know, people, we don't want to handle that. But, um, my husband was like, are you sure? they should be this like involved in knowing what's happening. I'm like, yes, because I want them to be able to process this. And when they see me crying and they're like, mom, you're crying. I'm like, I know I'm really sad. Like, I'm not going to hide that because I am really sad. And I want them to know that if you are sad, you should feel sad. Like, and anyways, my point being, I was super honest about everything. And I was like, I'm really sad. Like, at night I get really sad because that's when me and her would lay together. And I have just been very clear also with myself. Like I don't want to do certain things and go home and have certain situations because that just makes me really sad. And I know I'm going to, but my point being the more you're honest about situations, the better it is for everyone. Actually, my son came in and said something. He's like, what's, tell me your biggest secret and I'll tell you mine. And I looked at him and I'm like, I don't have any secrets. I talk about my period on the podcast. <laughs> like, they're, like, And I feel so free not really having anything to hide and no shame about hiding anything. And I think the more we like aren't honest about things and act like we're the only one going through something, the more we just get like, to this suffering state of life where it's like, Oh my gosh. Burden. I, what you just said really hit home for me because I, <clears throat> I like podcasts too. Um, but CB knows that I also oftentimes listen to just like fiction books because they're a great escape for me and I love them. And I'm listening right now to something called four wins by Kristen Hanna. She's one of my favorite authors and it's mm-hmm. about like the, the depression and then like the drought in Texas in the 1930s and this mother not being able to show her. It's really super. (laughs) It was recommended to me by this woman named Rosie, who's my mom's best friend who I love. And she said, it's so good. Just you got, you have to bear with me. I mean, it's like a 14 hour book. So anyway, this mother is, is put through hell and, and then some, and 
made to believe that she's not beautiful and not worthy and can't show her emotions. And, um, and then she decides when all these hard things happen that she doesn't want her kids to feel like that. So she had to, even though that's what she was conditioned to do and that's what she felt like she should do. She, she knew I don't want my kids to not express how they are feeling and how the world and all these hard things that we're going through are making them feel. So she literally just started when I was driving back from carpool today, like just decided to sit down with them and explain, I want to break down and cry, but I don't even know how to do that because I have been forcing myself the opposite. But Mm -hmm. it's so important. To, to be honest about how we're feeling and why, even if we feel like it's going to be unrelatable, we can try to not dumb it down, but we can try to explain it, especially if we're talking about like little kids or it, whomever we're talking about. Um, I think one of the hardest things, like right now, it, it's, it doesn't seem like a contest, but everybody's talking about, oh my gosh, it's crazy. It's so crazy spring sports and why do people have more than one child? Why do people have any children? And it's a very common conversation, just joking around. And um, it seems like the more I think about it, everybody is going through really busy time right now. And not it, it, it isn't a contest, but I need my kids to start understanding, like if there's something that you don't love to do, I don't want you to waste your time doing it and having those open conversations. There was like mm-hmm. a point to this. It's all relative. You said something earlier that made me think of this too. But the point is, if we can communicate honestly, our kids are going to be able to communicate honestly, whether it's about why. Yeah. And then they could tell you like, I don't like this or like feel okay to tell you things that you want them to tell you everything. Like we need to be their safe space so they are confident in telling us anything at all, whether we want to hear it or not. And that's where I was going with that. We, yeah, aren't honest with them. Then why we're not modeling that behavior for them to do it for us. Right. If that makes sense. And like, it's a, we were talking about something about like, Oh, not seeing someone cry. Like it was a man and Scott cries like at the end of movies and TV shows and like he lets his tear glisten down his face (laughs) and then whatever. And then like losing Kingston. Oh my gosh, he was a disaster, but like he should have been. And I mean, I'm not saying that everyone should feel things the same way, but for him, if he weren't crying and upset, he would have been Mm -hmm. faking it for himself. Suppressing it. That's how he felt. And I said that to him about the kids. I was like, they should see you like that. Like they should see how this impacted your life and how you feel and now how you are grieving and then getting through it. Because if we hide all of that, then they think it's wrong to cry and be upset when they lose their pet or when they lose someone in their life. Like we are modeling how we're doing it. And it's not that we're 100% doing it the right way, but we're dang well trying. And I told you to listen to, I think you did, Dak Shepard's podcast. They just interviewed Prince Harry. I did. And he's talking about, so we're all raised a certain way. And then you have to decide 
what of this do I want to pass down? And this goes for anyone in any way. So like, I'm choosing to break this cycle of not letting men show emotions. And I'm going to show that so that my kids then are able to do that. Um, So great episode. Anyways, it was just like, what cycle, however you were raised, like, what do you want to pass on to your kids from how you were raised? And what do you not want to pass on and break that cycle for them? And it's not about like then sitting in resentment towards your parents or grandparents and great grandparents about that. It's more just like, okay, here's what I was given. My parents hopefully wanted the best for me. This is how they did it. And I'm going to take some of the mashed potatoes that they gave me, but leave some of the corn (laughs) and serve it to my kid. Like, but do an inventory of like how, where do I want to break the cycle and where do I want to, you know what I mean? And be able to take the criticism if, you know, you're, you know, you're not doing it the way that someone else did it. I mean, just be able to stand firm in in your beliefs of why you're doing something or trying something different. Um, Totally. And then be prepared for like our kids to be older. And when they have kids be like, Oh, my mom really effed me up. I'm going to be like, okay. I mean, I think like as long (laughs) as my kids fold towels the way I do, I don't care about anything else. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm totally kidding. Um, No, I mean like I I have never thought about that before or anything. It just dawned on me that like that's like the one thing that I do the same all the time, you know, and like they don't even know how to, anyway. um, Load the dishwasher uh, the right way. Anyways, so. Um, Yes. So all the relationships in your life, keep kind company with yourself, with your friends, family, kids, everyone, and then make sure you are being the kind company that other people deserve to have also and that you're not making it the Colleen show or the Susan show or the Bob show, making it all about you and how people treat you, but also how you are treating other people. Yep. Yep. And if you're being fair or not and being honest about your shortcomings, because that's really the only way we can get better. And it's, it's way better to get better, like be somewhere where you're not happy with and get better than either be stuck or get worse. So it's really just one, there's just one way to go. So totally. That's what I was talking about with my husband. I was like, I'm so glad that like the 21 year old version of myself, I feel so different than that person because that means I've grown so much since then. And that doesn't always mean that your growth is in the right direction, hopefully. Well, right. Yes, though. <laughs> but, like, you don't want to be the same person you were however many years ago. Because that means you're not right revolving. Well, and when we have giveaways, when we do launches and we have giveaways and we tell people, you know, tag somebody who is kind company in your life or who inspires you to be kind or whatever. Yes, it's because we would love to offer you a chance to win gift cards to the shop, but... There's so much importance in in establishing a, a space and a place on our platform where you can invite other people to feel feel loved and um, and feel thanked. Feel feel that mm-hmm. this reminded you of them and how good that can make someone feel. I mean, there are so many things that can go wrong with social media, but 
If there's a message out there that reminds you of someone, then don't suppress that generous feeling or thought and tag. I was going to say something crude. Tag a friend. I was going to say. What are you going to say? Tag their ass? Tag a bee. You know, just. I don't know. I don't know why. It's really not like me, actually. Let me say it for you. Let me say it for you. Um, Yeah, it's so true. Like, whenever I hear a good podcast or something, I'm instantly sending it to CS or my sister or someone. And I'm like, oh, my God, listen Um, to this. It's so good. So do the same for your people. um, I made new friends at Connor's baseball game on Saturday. That's so Oh, so I know. Like um, <laughs> and it's just funny because they've been on the same team all season, but I'm either in or out. And I always sit like in the grass with the chairs because, well, usually because mm-hmm. the kids are with me, but then now I'm in like my, my, my whatever. Kids, yeah. um, and we got real comfortable with each other. We were at these games from 11 till almost 6 p.m., just two games. They were the longest games of my life which is why I miss so many other things. But luckily Doug was feeling better, so that's good. Um, but uh, he dropped the F-bomb at like the, almost the end and his wife was – no, this Doug? dad, this other guy. Who I mean, oh, I, I okay. got their whole gotcha. life story. And her parents were in town from Oklahoma and they were just awesome. And his wife like mm-hmm. was like, you watch your mouth. And I just was like, you just remind me of – my business partner, and that brings me a lot of joy. And then Connor threw a bomb in the dugout because he was mad about something. And I was like, he heard you. He heard you say that. And that's why he said that. He's never heard that in my house before. And we this, it was just this really friendly, fun banter. You would have been really proud of me. So, Well, I think it's so fun. And you can tell when you meet new people as adults who are just so comfortable in their skin. Like, you know, when you meet people like in high school or college and we're like, weary of each other and like nervous because we are still so not comfortable with ourselves yet and then when you're an adult and you're just like here it all is on a platter like if you can handle all this then let's be friends but if you can't then like we're just not gonna fit but it's so nice when you're just so comfortable in your own skin at some point and just don't care like I just don't no you don't (laughs) and that has rubbed off on me enough for my sake we're good. Still working on it. <laughs> she took some of the mashed potatoes and left some of the I sweet really potatoes. I really like sweet potatoes. <laughs> Unless no, there's enough so. butter okay. and salt you took on the, the sweet regular one. mashed potatoes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, don't even give me a big potato unless there's a pound of sour we'll cream, butter, and salt. <laughs> uh, neither here nor there or anywhere. But I hope mm. everybody isn't so inspired okay. to do a spring cleaning of their <laughs> people. And there are attributes that are not good for other people also. You could start to skim it down, you know, the hang time and the, um, in a kind way. But let's just all try our best to be our best selves. That's the first thing we can do um, to hopefully Mm -hmm. radiate that and uh, be contagious in in that way. Yeah. Okay. Okay, great. great. Everybody, thanks so much for hanging out with us. We hope you enjoyed our company. Pun intended. Because we're also a company that sells things with kind messages on them. Every kind that shop. Go check it out. out. Um, 
Yes, please rate and review and tag a friend who would enjoy listening to us and our ramblings. And we will talk to you guys next week. Until then, peace out. That just sounded like... <laughs>